Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ball movement, talking on defense, being able to, to get out in transition, and Big Boy did his thing with locking down Carl. When you do that, you know, it makes our lives a lot easier. Joe Ingles added 23 points. He came out firing. We'll get to more of this coming up, and Joe's scheduled to join us at 9 o'clock this morning. Jazz uh, pre-half and post-game analyst Tim Lacombe, former Ute and Cougar. College basketball coach, he is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I thought what the Raptors did overall, like the, the, the video, the players coming out, all of them uh, who play with them, that's the best that I've seen since I've been in the league. That's a really classy move. Doc Rivers thought the Raptors treated Kawhi really well in the return. Kawhi didn't treat the Raptors all that well. He got 23 for the Clippers, and the Clippers won by 20. Toronto's had a nice stretch here to open the season, but... I think we're going to find out the Clippers are elite. They show that the twenty-point win. Got to find that out. Yes. All right. I already know that, but if you need more evidence, let me know when you're done. This cracks me up here. This is all publicity stunts, PR. How does it look upon us? If if, if, if I were Toronto, nothing. Yeah, he doesn't play for you anymore. <laughs> he left. <laughs> He chose not to be there, but you have to do something good so then the next player may think, oh, that's a classy organization. I want to go there. It's all follow the money. Yeah. It's not, there's no tribute to Kawhi. It's all what can happen to make us look good. Right. And the fans want the next good player to come there so they don't mind taking part in it. Right. It's, follow it's the, all it's, about what can we do to make ourselves look good. Not we need to honor this guy. Well, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You do need to honor them. I don't think they need to. That's what. I, that's my whole point. You think you could recruit the next guy to Toronto? I don't know who you're going to recruit to Toronto, who that would be. But whoever it is. I think if you give them a lot of money and a whole lot of playing time and the team's halfway decent and stable and all the things that we say about what the Jazz have, then yes, if they ignored Kawhi Leonard or they brought him out in a, a gold-plated carpet and put him <laughs> on a chair like he was king somebody else and brought him out, if they just put him on there, welcome back Kawhi, and it was just a thing like the kiss cam on the scoreboard, I think that would have been good enough. See, that's the difference between the baseball contracts we were talking about yesterday and the basketball and this. I mean, the wad of money is the most important thing. Nobody's coming for a lot less money. I mean, you can pitch. I've listened to the Padres pitch San Diego discount forever, and it doesn't really carry. But in baseball, you can literally outspend somebody else. In basketball, for the best players, you're going to bump up against the salary cap and whatever the max money is. So... They want to be, we got max money, and everybody, well, not everybody, but maybe somebody else has got max money, but we're a classy organization. But if everyone knows that and that's the game and then everybody does it, it's not going to have any impact either. Right. Elsewhere in the NBA, James Harden averaging 38 points a game after his 55-point explosion carried the Rockets to a 116-110 win over the Cavaliers. Yeah, if Think- you're going to hit 10 of 18 threes and you're James Harden, you're going to score a whole lot of points. Got to 55 points without the bazillion trips to the free throw line we're used to. The three-point shooting was awesome. 
Only five free throws for him in that one. So he got the 55. There are a bunch of other big games. They didn't all carry teams to uh, wins. Kimball Walker's 44. Not enough for the Celtics. Eh? They got beat by the Pacers, 122-117. to 117. And the matchup, the worst and the worst. How come this stuff isn't on TV? Want to watch the two worst teams bumble around? You get the NBA package. You can watch whatever you want. The Knicks beat the Warriors 124 to 122. The Knicks 10 game win streak ends. Warriors will be here to play the Jazz. 10 game win streak? The Knicks had a 10 night. game win 10 streak. 10 game losing streak. <laughs> 10 game. They get a win to break their 10 game losing streak. How about Milwaukee? The world would be coming to an end. Milwaukee had a 15 gamer. The Bucks. They were rolling. Can't find down there? Is that why you said it? 127, 112. It's, uh, I thought it was, is that 15 to make it 16 or 16 to make it 17? I think it's 16, but I could be yeah. wrong. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The Utes are going to play Weaver State. BYU's going to take on Utah State. It's the third in the three-game contract for the Beehive Classic at Vivint Smart Home Arena. A mutual decision made to discontinue the series of games. The Utes are going to play at 2 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. The Aggies are going to play the Cougars at 6 o'clock on BYU TV. And that'll be the end of that, PK. Oh, yeah, they didn't have the attendance that they were looking for. Although Utah State and BYU... They come down here and play anyway. Well, I mean, that's a great game. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come down as a fan. That's an outstanding game. I'm looking forward to seeing that game. I don't care where it was played. Actually, it makes it better for me. Uh, it, I probably wouldn't go to Logan and probably wouldn't go to Provo. But since it is here, and it's a lot closer for me, I'll come. But overall, the attendance hasn't been what it was. And, and obviously, it was. I think it was stemmed from Larry deciding that you know, the toxicity was the big word there for a few days on the BYU-Utah thing. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Coaching carousel continues to turn. Willie Taggart bouncing all over the place. Wasn't that long ago he was at Oregon. They went to Florida State and they let him go. Got two seasons in there and now he's at Florida Atlantic to replace Lane Kiffin, who's like his fifth head coaching job in his 40s at Ole Miss. No reason to unpack the boxes, PK. He's going to be at the office anyway and couple years of the office and you'll be on to the next job. Well, at the college level, Cl- Kiffin was only fired once. Uh, I guess uh, Taggart's only been fired once, but he certainly gets around. He was just fired. He was just let go. And now he's back. He barely was uh, unemployed. Irish averaging 37 points per game. They're going to be changing offensive coordinators. Chip Long not going to return to the team in 2020. Chip Long, keep your eye, he might be a sun devil, although I think that Herm is going to hire his friends, uh, Hugh Jackson, uh, but Chip Long was a sun devil. Speaking of which, you know, ben- Benjamin is going to forego his last year of eligibility. He's out, and he's not going to play in the bowl game, which is why I, I barely pay attention to bowl games. It's not the same team. You Many times, it's not the same coaching staff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many of these bowl teams have already had the coaching staff take other jobs and move on. Because we're seeing that with Memphis, and they're in one of the New Year's Six games. They're in the Cotton Bowl. Or ASU's opponent won't have its coach, but they'll have the new coach who will be around but won't be coaching. So it's not the same. 
I wouldn't be disappointed if they did away with some of these bowls. I mean, it's for the kids, and that's what matters the most. But when your star running back isn't playing... You're not the same team. No. Last year, Nikhil Harry didn't play, and so... And I don't have any problem if these kids don't want to play, but I'm just saying it's why I personally don't put a whole lot of emphasis in the results of bowl games. To me, your season is based over 12 games. Now, if you're in the playoff, that's another story. But for guys, don't sit those out. 95% of these bowl games, to me, the final result really doesn't matter. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I, I don't have an anticipation. I, we're going to be thorough, and we're going to we're going to get all the facts, and we'll go from there. Spygate 2.0. That's the commissioner, Roger Goodell. The investigation continues. If they just keep going, do you think everyone just get bored, or it's the Patriots? And if anyone busts the Patriots for cheating in any way, shape, or form, good because we hate Belichick. Says I, most of the country. I, I don't hate Belichick. I appreciate his greatness. Actually, it's. I don't praise him, but I don't hate him. I, mean, I appreciate the, guy, the man's consistency and his ability to win over a long period of time. Ravens and Jets, the Thursday night football game. Game kicks off at 620. You can watch it on Fox and the NFL Network. You can listen to it on 1280 The Zone. The Ravens can clinch the AFC North with a win. They're going to do it at some point, but that point could be tonight. Do you but care the more about the one. investigation that's going on in our nation's capital or the Patriots? Because I could give a crap about either. Passing on both. You, you pass? What do you do? I probably care more about what's happening in the nation's capital than the... I don't. I've got a little interest for that. I can't watch Zero. it. I know people who watch it all the Zero time. Zero interest. Yeah. I'm with the they're, summary. They're called not. Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it like it is. Uh, some Republicans watching it, too. To hate it, but who? to watch it nonetheless. Who? Name them. My brother. Wow. You're there a two-party is. family? Yeah. What's your brother do? He's unemployed? <laughs> No, he's not unemployed. How's he got time to watch that garbage? DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Another day, another big money deal. How do you feel about seven years and $245 million, PK? Scott Boris is landing his clients. He's got three guys inked to like over $800 million worth of deals. He's had a week. Anthony Rendon to the Angels. Tony Rendon. Tony Rendon. <laughs> well, he got hot. I mean, he's always been pretty good. He's been a decent player But he had for big games while. in big games. Now, yes, and he... Yeah, I don't know how many people followed him, but in the biggest games, he was coming up gigantic. And so he cashed... He was going to cash in. He was going to take probably the most amount of money. And the Angels with uh, Artie Moreno... Tucson's Artie Moreno look like they want to do what they used to do under Autry and buy some players. And uh, they think so. they got the money because they just cut a new deal with Anaheim and they're taking over to the stadium property and there's a huge parking lot and they're going to develop it and it's going to be a big real estate deal. So a wash in cash. Yeah. And so they're talking about still going out and maybe getting Madison Bumgarner, whoever they can get as a pitcher. And I think for Trout, it would be nice to see him get in the postseason because I think, and you know, he's obviously a superstar, and he's only had one playoff appearance, and I think they got swept by the White Sox a few years back, and then that's been it. Let's see what the kid can do. Uh, he's still only—he's like he's only 28 years old, 
So he's still obviously got some years to go. So from that perspective, that would be cool. And then maybe if against all odds, Rendon doesn't make the team out of spring training, he would be here in Salt Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be counting on that if I were you. I mean, you can hope for it. You can wish for it. Maybe he has a bad spring. Well, maybe an injury rehab assignment or something if he gets hurt. Don't want that. I know. And Otani has been cleared to throw off the mound. And so he had, what he had, I think he had the Tommy John thing or something close to that. So he didn't pitch last year. So if you look at him as a pitcher, uh, you know, maybe they can do something. It's going to be hard. They're, uh, They're in Houston's division, right? And Houston's a pretty good ball club, but there's that wild card available. Just to get in would be nice for the Angels. And there's somewhat of a local team here, you know, well, because of everybody the affiliation. Goes, because of the affiliation, because so many people go to Disneyland, and then if you want to see a game while you're down there, people go to Southern California and Newport. And there's plenty of people who've been, yeah. been to an Angels game. So, gives them a tie. And as they try to chase Houston, maybe Houston's distracted by their investigation. Rob Manfred at the baseball winter meetings in San Diego. Good decision, San Diego this time of year. Watching 60 witnesses. Yeah. And they've read, who is the person who has read 76,000 emails? You know me in numbers. That's what got my attention. Who's reading 76,000 emails? Hillary now? No, that's oh. way more than Hillary, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't barely pay attention. Uh, to me, yeah, if you're using any electronic stuff for uh, sign stealing, then you should be penalized. If you figure out uh, just by watching or whatnot, or guys at second base and he's relaying them into the to the batter or whatever it might be, I think those are okay. I think that's that's been that way in that sport for a trillion years. And if they find out that you use cameras or phones or whatever you used, then they should be punished accordingly. In an effort to speed up the game, a new rule change. Manfred says the three batter minimum for pitchers. That's going to be a little odd to get used to, but no more bringing in one lefty to get out one lefty and then bringing in a righty. Is that passed right for that. sure? Uh, he said that he expects it to be operational in the 2020 season. He did 26 minutes with the media yesterday. At the big league level or minor league level? Uh, implied big league. Doesn't actually say that, but that's what implied. He said that they moved the date on the draft a little bit. It's in Omaha. Rule changes. New three batter minimum. Um, limits to roster options, such as the number of pitchers a team can carry, and changes the minimum length of injured list days are expected to be operational in the 2020 season. So, to me, that means major leagues. Okay. Well. All right, DJ and PK, there is what is trending. And the headlines are all brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, time to bring in Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic, with a permanent and scientifically proven treatment for erectile dysfunction that is surgery-free, drug-free, and needle-free treatment for ED. Yes, and uh, interesting, kind of some breaking news with the treatment. There was recently a study done um, about the acoustic wave therapy. Uh, I believe the Urology Times, which is kind of a big journal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I subscribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. They did a study, and I can't remember how many, 220 people, something like that. Um, they, they said shockwave is the future of ED therapy. It showed an 87% success rate. So every month it seems like things are coming out showing that 
you no longer need the pill. This can open up the blood vessels enough to restore normal function in the bedroom. Um, you know, and, and guys don't have to deal with the side effects anymore. 87%. Mm-hmm. Seven out of eight. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty and, great. you know, if you're a healthy guy out there listening and you've got partial function left in the bedroom or if things are slipping in the wrong direction, I, I think it's better. I think that you can come in, you can get rid of the ED, you can get rid of the pills, heaven forbid the injections. Guys just want things to work in the bedroom like they used to. They don't want to think about it or plan it. And that's exactly what the acoustic wave therapy does. The number to call at Wasatch Medical, 801-901-8000. And you got a deal for the people who call now. We do. And this is pretty cool. This allows a guy out there who's kind of hesitant and embarrassed to call us now. We'll do the initial assessment exam, a blood flow ultrasound, which is kind of a diagnostic tool to see what the issue is. This is by a medical doctor, by the way. Um, Normally, there's a charge. You call us now. We do it totally free. And there's no obligation. You can come in just get the information see where you're at there's no pressure and no cost 801-901-8000 that is the phone number for the wasatch medical clinic 801-901-8000 andrew thanks a lot thank you guys the jazz the utes and the cougars this is real when it comes to covering the teams you're passionate about nobody does it better yes this is dj and pk okay presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there okay this is 97 5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network, network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The Utah Jazz pick up the win in Minnesota. So the question of the morning, it's been up all night on our Facebook page, was this the real Jazz against Minnesota or just beating up on a mediocre team? A lot of you weighing in. And uh, Carter, it's a win. Start there. I do think it's more of a mediocre team scenario, though. I would say they're not even a mediocre team right now. And ultimately, Minnesota might be a mediocre team, but right now, they're going poorly. I mean, this so is are the Jazz. Right, but when you beat a team that's 3-10 uh, and 10 in the last 13, uh, they're, they're not playing mediocre ball. That's bad basketball. So, I mean, to me, they didn't beat up on a mediocre team. They beat up on a bad one. But it is still a win and start there. Exactly. Margaret, a win is a win, and I'm happy for that. Oh, wake up, Maggie. <laughs> wake up, Maggie. Sing it. I think I got something to say, say to her. her. I bet you do. <laughs> Everybody, come on now. <laughs> uh, I can't totally sign off on Joshua here. I'm with you at the start, Joshua, but then you... Uh, you bend over uh, the road over the hill there into Happy Land or whatever. I'd say probably go, go over. I know, I know. Thanks. Thanks for not letting that slide. <laughs> Joshua says the ball moved. The ball moved, and it was unselfish. Yes, I agree. That's jazz basketball. It looked good. I'm with you. Defense creates offense. Go jazz. I don't think the I don't think the defense was all that good. You just look at the final score and decide whether defense is good no, or not. I was yes. looking at it during the game. Well, okay. Teague, as was, the, getting, the Teague was getting layup 
after layup. It wasn't good defense. A guy was dribbling to the front of the rim and laying the ball in. That's not great defense. Well, I'd listen to what he, uh, Alex, our new uh, guy, uh, subbing in for Jake, said that uh, Mitchell had him big dude or big guy, whatever he called him, protected the rim. So In the, in the second half, they did a better job. He had 22 points at half or 24. Either 22 or 24 at halftime. And that, that second quarter, he was going to the rim again and again and again. That was not great defense. Got better in the second quarter, or third quarter. My guess is that's when they didn't score a whole lot. <laughs> that's when the defense got better. They weren't shooting layups. Right. You just, you just look at the score, and that and it dictates defense. If the ball doesn't go in, they're great defense. If it goes in, that's bad defense. I don't look at numbers and all that stuff. I'm just not that into it. That's you nerds. But my guess is scoring is up. So you're going to see what you would consider worse defense because scoring is up. I don't think Teague saw, shot a bunch of uncontested layups in the third quarter. So that's better defense. And yeah, it leads to less scoring. You're right. Todd says uh, that game last night, that was both. Both was both. We're just pacing ourselves. What really matters is how we're playing in March and April. Last year this time, we were 13 and 15. So I'll take 14 11. And we got an easy, easy schedule over the next month or so. So it's time to shut everyone up. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're just pacing yeah, but they, themselves. They just lost to the Thunder and got yeah. smoked. They're down by 20. And the great thing about when they get down by 20 at home is you don't hear, what does it say on the postgame questions? <laughs> That's only, what does it say about your team? That's only when you win. You know, when you lose, what does it say that you were down by 20 at home? You don't really hear those questions. What does it say that you trailed in <laughs> Toronto by 40? Um, I would give anything to hear that question, though, wouldn't you? Yes. Well, number one, we're not very good, and number two, we're not playing very hard. <laughs> Said no player ever to any sideline reporter. That'd be great. What does it say? <laughs> so, Well, there's a list of guys coaches pissed at right now. Do you want to hear it? That'd be awesome. And who put that out there as far as playing your best ball in the spring? Todd. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think that, and I'm guilt. I'm just as guilty of it as anybody, is because we had higher expectation, we have less allowance for losing six out of eight. You know, if it would have been the last couple years, we would hammer on the schedule and the league was just so unjustly unfair to this team and, and blah, 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 blah. Because expectations weren't as high. And I put myself right in the smack in the middle of this. So I'm not criticizing anybody outside of myself. But because we have higher expectation this year, getting in the 4-5 seed doesn't seem good enough. It may end up that's exactly what it is, but it doesn't seem good enough. So when they lose a few ball games, we have more angst. It's not to the level of panic, but we have more angst, I think, going forward and, and when you're in the middle of it because of the expectation level. And maybe that expectation level was the issue. And it's not so much the team. Because as we look, as we, as we step back, maybe we discover, man, the bench is really shallow. And on some nights, they're going to be okay a la last night, but asking them to put 75% of their games to the quality of what they had against the Timberwolves might be just too much. I hope not. We all hope not. But it might be. But it might be. Right. And so we need them to 
readjust our expectations. And Bogdanovich got off to a look like he's a superstar and playing well. Maybe he isn't as good as we thought. Or we want him to be. He's still very good. Well, I think it goes back to your point about how many nights yeah. is he going to be off right. the charts. That's the definition of a nights, star, superstar, right. role player, so forth and so on. How many nights is he going to be off the charts? How many nights is he going to be pretty good? And how many nights is he going to be not very good? Right. And there was a stretch there where you thought, he's going to be awesome 75 nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you want it to be true. I, you want I it to be true. Agreed. It makes the team better. And he was giving you enough good games in a row. You thought, well, it's possible, so I'm going to go ahead and believe it. Uh, true, yes. I'm, I'm with you on all And of now, Dustin, if Bogey tries dribbling, basically within three seconds, it's a turnover. Okay, so now the needle, the, the pendulum has swung too far the other way. He's not going to turn it over every time he touches it. But you have games you don't shoot it as well. And you have games you turn it over. And you get to ham and egg it a little bit. And if he's not real good in Minneapolis, but the bench is awesome and they get the win, well, good enough. I do think there were some things there, though, that I took out of that game are not just a matter of the odds taking care of themselves or the shots going in and whatnot. I do think there's some things that I saw that provided a form of encouragement there it that is. you can look at and one of those and we'll have on Joe let's see if in, you're going to say, say the minutes. one I'm thinking here Freaking it is Joe needs to play and he needs to shoot and he needs to be aggressive he needs to stop with well you know basically I just let the game come to me and you know whether they give me five minutes or they give me 35 minutes I'm okay blah 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 now I'm done with that Joe sorry <laughs> you need to interject yourself as much as you possibly can they need to play you and if somebody else needs reduced minutes whether that's, you more whether that's Conley and his 30 some million dollar contract, tough. Whether it's Conley or Bo- Bogey or Royce, those are where the minutes are going to come from. They're going to come from one of those three guys. I mean, I, I think don't they've think, already minimized the bench as much as they. I don't can. think that minutes should be doled out on uh, reputation. I don't think di- minutes should be doled out and shots include that should be doled out on contracts. Because uh, uh, Quinn Snyder's not doing it with Exum. Exum basically is barely on the team. And he's their high pick that they keep giving chance after chance in terms of contracts anyway. And clearly, he's, con, clearly Quinn doesn't want to give him a bunch of chances right now. Yeah. He gives him a, a shot in games where everything's going south and nothing else is working. Yeah, he's just sitting there. Oklahoma City, come on down. All right. Facebook page DJ and PK. Call us 855-340-ZONE. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Tony's with you on the Joe Angles. Joe decided to get involved. He needs to be. He needs to play more like he played tonight if they're going to do anything this year. I think that's true. On this team, he's a player who has underperformed to the level that he can so far this season. And there's two things going on. He's underperformed individually. And then I think when he is not involved as much, the team isn't as good because he's one of those guys who has the ability to make the guys around him better because he is about as unselfish as it comes, and he's willing to give you the ball if you're open. He knows how to make the pass. He knows how to make the pass that leads to the pass, that gets the assist, that gets the bucket, all that stuff. He just and when he plays, ability. he needs to play with Rudy. I think he's better when he's out there playing with Rudy. Now, most guys would be. Right, but on the offensive end, I mean, yes, everybody's better than the defensive end if Rudy's behind you, which if he's behind you blocking shots, you're going to be a better defender. And that's a little different play in Minnesota because 
Carl Anthony Towns is going to make Rudy go out to the three-point line and defend him. But running the pick and roll with Rudy, I, I just think there's a flow to it, and it looks good, and they know how to play off each other. And, and you can't look past the fact that Minnesota doesn't defend well. They did some stuff out there that most, most teams don't do. I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe that's what their coaching staff wants them to do. But late in the game, I don't know if it was Joe or Donovan, I think it was Donovan, ran a pick and roll, and Niang's in the corner, and they just help off the strong side corner, which nobody does. And Niang, who'd already hit a three or two at go, that point. Help off the – when you go that fast with the jargon, jargon like, I, I get hat on hat. Uh huh. But now back that up again. You do something. The they ran a pick and roll. Okay, they got the pick and roll. I got, and he's I got going the, down the right side of the lane. Right side. Okay. Are, are we in the restricted area? Restricted area or no? Are we above no, the break? He's not quite to the restricted area yet. Are we below the break? Yes. Or we're not above the break. The guy's in the corner. Okay. Niang's in the corner, and it's the easiest pass. It's right in front of you. Okay. And the defender leaves Niang. And but something about the strong side. That's the strong side because the ball's on that side, and there's three players on that side. And the, they throw the ball into the corner, and Niang shoots a three. It could not have been easier. And he made it. They made it made it pretty easy. Still a gotta, swish? Still going to make the shot. Yes, it was a swish. Devin just tweeted at us and says, isn't a slow start typical of a Quinn Snyder team? Look at the past three seasons. Yeah, but that's the problem here is that we have higher expectations. That's what I'm talking about. Two things. Number one, what you just said, Yes. Number two, it's not the past three seasons, Devin. It's the past five. They routinely play better in the second half than the first half. But if you give away too many losses in the first half and the West, top of the West is pretty good, you can't rally and get above that 4-5 series. The, ra- the top of the West is always pretty good. Yeah. That's longer than four or five years. That's been 50 years. Right. But in – for the last five years, it's been pretty clear that Quinn's teams, they're better in the second half than in the first half. And as long as that gets you into the second round, competing very well in the second round, then great. Well, the other problem with high expectations is that it lo- I-, I thought the Clippers were always going to be one of the top two teams in the West. I didn't know the Lakers were going to come out like this. I, mean, I just thought they were in the mix with everybody else, the Rockets and the Jazz. And the, and right now it looks like well, Jazz aren't in the mix with them. No. 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 Are they going to be in the mix for a, a three seed? Who's they? The Jazz. Are right the Jazz going to be in the no. mix for a three seed? And that's pretty disappointing. And that's the way a lot of people feel. And that's why there's so much stress watching them lose six But there's plenty of time to change. Who cares what I think? There's plenty of time to be in that position. But right when you ask me right now, today, no. But there's still over 50 games to remain. So, right, 50-some games. So they got plenty of time to, to get themselves in the mix, that's for sure. But we're only going on the body of evidence now. And Aaron is not willing to give the Jazz anything more than that. Good game. One game doesn't make a season. Keep it rolling. Well, 82 makes a season, I believe. Does it give you a uh, sense of encouragement? No, you can say form. A form of encouragement? You can even pretend you have a French accent. <laughs> really it's okay can. to be a little goofy, Dave. Do- you don't have to be buttoned up every second of every day. <sighs> well, I'm a little cold right now. So. Jeez. That's a metaphor, you dope. Is this... <laughs> Is this going to continue with the Warriors coming to town tomorrow night? Yes, they suck. 
This is not the. This is not even the Warriors D League. I'd said Santa Cruz. In fact, I not only send Santa Cruz, I'd send the Slugs. So you just dropped from minor league basketball to division. Yeah. I don't know if they're two or three. Whatever they are. The oh. UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. The Warriors are 17 and a half games out of first place. Sweet. They're going to be mathematically eliminated by the All-Star break from winning the conference or the division. I guess uh, probably both. So, yes, I fully. If they lose to the Warriors at home, then there should be whatever the attendance is should be booing them roundly. This is completely and totally inexcusable. This is not the Warriors. Not even close. I couldn't even name five guys on their team. Shane doesn't worry so much about the score and the win, and they said the Jazz looked a lot better energy-wise. I agree with that. Body language was better. I agree with that, yes. Yes. When you have 50-some games to go and you're only three back of the third spot, you're in the hunt. But eight games back of the Lakers and the way the Clippers are playing, I mean, the Lakers already have a a three-and-a-half game lead on the the Lakers, on the Clippers. Clippers. Clippers probably don't care. Because if the seeds play out, you're playing in the same building. Yeah. And what difference does it make if they have one extra game in the same building? And they, they, who cares? That's that's yeah. completely and totally meaningless. So that this year, the first and second are comp- – it would, obviously it would matter in terms of the prior playoff bracket. The matchup. Yeah, because you would play different one, teams. Right. You, so you play team seven versus team eight. That might not matter, but but the third Second team, round. the third team might the th- be the three seed might be better than the four seed, and it might be, yeah, it might be, yeah, yeah and you might match up with. It one would stand team a reason that it would, but if they're in the final and there's no, you don't really need travel days to <laughs> just play, just just right. go right. And and honestly, even the fans, I mean, when it's a Laker game, it's going to be Laker fans, but when it's a Clipper game. There's going to be a lot of Laker fans there. Yeah. Anyway. So even from that. a basketball standpoint, I would like to see that series. Just from a fan. Yeah. From a fan's perspective, having lived in the city for many years, I would like to see that. Just it would have for a lot entertainment's of, sake. It would have a lot of star power. I wouldn't want to see it at the expense of the Jazz. But if the Jazz right. can't find themselves there, then I would like to see that. Well, at the start of the season, you thought that series could happen, but it could also happen in the second round and be a one versus four or two versus three. But a third of the way through the season, that doesn't look how like this is trending. And there could still be injuries, and guys can miss long stretches, so you never know. But right now, they, they look like they're, they're yeah, going well, to be one and two. Yeah, well, I mean, is going into his free agent season, so the Jazz can make an acquisition. Nice. I like the way you're thinking. Jason says, it's funny that we're asking this question about the Jazz with the $30 million man benched. Hurt. Not benched, but I get your point. Not playing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is this a real Jazz team without Conley? No, I mean, he's going to play. So, no, it's not. What does that mean? Uh, If they find out that they're better with him coming off the bench or whatever it might be, maybe that's – and he can resume his role uh, more seamlessly off the bench than I resume his role. I'm talking about what he had in Memphis. Obviously, he wouldn't have a Gasol next to him. But uh, if that's what – Quinn Snyder and his guys and the management deems as the best, and so be it. I don't really care. Um, and if Conley has an issue with that, then he needs to go tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, play better when you get the chance with the yeah. other guys. 
It's about winning games. It's not about appeasing feelings and all this other stuff. It's about winning games. So let's if that's what they decide. But to me, Ingles has got to be more integral. Thomas says uh, Thomas is not signing off on uh, any of this positivity, any of this uh, good vibe coming from the win. The defense is still poop. Uh, get caught up in that. There's a lot of layups they gave up in that game. It got better as the game went along, but as long as they win games, they can give up as many <laughs> as they well, want. Well, that's the thing. Do they have the firepower now to win a bunch of games, one twenty-seven, one sixteen? Because in the past, the answer was no. Yeah, but and see, if they that do, they are up cares? by twenty in the fourth quarter. So Absolutely. you're absent them to have big time defensive intensity when they got a twenty point lead. But that's what, why I don't look at stats. But what fans are used to seeing is them holding to hundred points. So when they give up fifty nine points, right? It has. But when you give up fifty nine points in the first half. People aren't going to be complimenting the defense. And the third quarter... You have 70 points. Who cares? The third quarter, they tightened up the act, and that's why the lead went to 20. They kept making shots like they did in the first half, but they weren't giving Minnesota a bunch of easy shots and layups and all that stuff. And then you're right. The fourth quarter, yeah, the intensity knew? level got... Offense created energy on defense. Wow. That's, that's something new. fresh. I know, right. Let's get Steve Cleveland on the phone. See if he can tell us that. So we've heard that a thousand times. So... You got to you got to make shots. I don't care how great your defense is. They had a phenomenal defense and and uh, their defense off the bounce and off the chest pass and and flashing to the post and all these dumb things. Where did it get them last year? And where did it get them the year before? You got to be able to score the ball. This league is full of prolific scores, and you've got a match or exceeded. Was this the real Jazz against Minnesota, or just beating up on a mediocre team? Michael says it was a little both. Looked more like the Jazz, and you can't deny where Minnesota's sitting right now with the record. Nate just tweeted at us, I honestly don't care right now. Any healthy margin of victory will help the Jazz pick up steam and get a little rest for the starters. Well, a one-point win will help them. So I don't know. I don't need a big margin. But in my mind, they had a letdown when they were up 20. And it was obvious the game was over and the time and score was going to dictate that there was no way that the Timberwolves were going to be able to come back and gathering momentum and steam. Yeah, that's uh, that's important. That's based on winning and playing well. How did the question becomes, how do they play well? What needs to happen for them to play well, and obviously shots going in, but is it more than that? And if it's more than that, how much more is it? Well, and which lineup combinations is it? Oh, yeah. Are there lineup combinations that are far superior to others? And they're tracking all of that. And David Locke will tell us all about it when he's on with us tomorrow. DJ and PK. All right, more are you coming up. A lot of you are tweeting at us, David DJ James, Facebook DJ and PK. And you can call us 855-340-ZONE. Coming up, Joe Ingles scheduled to join us this morning at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Follow DJ and PK on Twitter where the show never ends. At David DJ James and PK Kinahan. You're locked on to DJ and PK. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Jazz fans reacting to the win in Minnesota. Stonegate for me. Having Joe play a more key role has made a major difference. The Jazz are figuring it out. <laughs> in one game. Yep. In Minnesota. Against a team that's lost 10 of 13. But... Joe obviously had a good game. 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. It's an awfully good stat line. Had the had the ball in his hands a lot. Shot a really high percentage. Made half of his three-pointers. And that's with missing a couple off the dribble early in the game. Yeah, he took the team's first two shots, if I remember. Scored the first four points. I'm not sure that's happened very often where he's aggressive right from the start. Drove to the basket on the very first possession along the left side of the baseline. And the little pump fake and the ball went in the bucket. And that was good to see. Uh, there's no question these new configuration of players has curtailed his effectiveness. I mean, the, the numbers. You know, you know, I don't need to look at numbers to figure that out. I can see it with my eyes. But, but if the you numbers, look, them, but if you look at the numbers, the numbers are astounding. Yeah, I got you. There's no doubt about it. And astoundingly to the negative. So... You look at the way he played and Conley's out and he needs to be more aggressive. Is that on on Joe? Is it on the team? Is it on the coaching staff? I don't know that I have a clear-cut answer that I can say, yes, it, it is answer number A all the way, and that's the way it needs to be. And so in order to get to that, here's what you need to do. Well, I think it's a combination of several things. One, I don't think he's as effective with the bench group as everybody hoped. I don't know that they have the, the skill sets mesh and all that, and we can ask him. The problem with asking him about that is if he feels like he's giving up a teammate, he's not going to. He's not going to do it. He's not going to tell you the truth. So we can ask him, well, but well, he's not coming on the air and if say— If he feels like it. Right. I don't know that he feels like and it. And I don't either. But there'll be no way for us to know because the answer will be the same whether he f- believes it's true or not. Correct. He's not going to come on the air and I say, agree with that. I'm great with player A in the pick and roll and player B, not so much. No, he's the ultimate phenomenal teammate. And right. I'm not just saying that. I mean, I love the guy, obviously. I'm not going to deny that I don't. But when you look at him— he is a very good role player, which is why you know he got the contract that he earned to get. And, and Quinn was saying that from the early on. He w- I remember when Joe was starting to make his mark, mm-hmm. which was what, the second year? He was saying, Qu- Quinn Snyder was saying, guys like to play with him. I can remember him specifically saying that because he'll get you the ball. And he's got no problem. If he's got a good shot and you got a better shot... 100% of the time, he'll get you the ball. And obviously, guys love to have that. And so he is that type of player. But at the same time, whatever the reasons are, and I don't know that I can identify it specifically, his willingness to fit in so far this season has reduced his ability to play as well as he can. And then the Timberwolf game was a classic example. He was big time. Anytime you go 25-5, and five, those are great numbers. I do think he benefits a lot from being out there with the starters when he has the ball in his hands. When he's in the corner and Conley's running the pick and roll or if Donovan's running the pick and roll, people don't leave him. He's not going to get a lot of good shots. So I think that minimizes his effectiveness. And when he's out there running the pick and roll with a, a largely starting group, 
that's when he's more likely going to get the space and get open shots or have guys basically play in the pass and he's able to attack the hoop because they don't expect it because everyone expects him to pass. Okay, fine. So who then can play with the effectiveness that they need with the second unit. I don't have a good answer for you there. Well, you're the basketball but, guy, yeah, dope. Because there you, may you, not... You serve no effectiveness if you can't figure that out. I never played the game. I can't figure it out. That's what you do. I don't know if you've noticed, but so far, Quinn Snyder hasn't figured it out. I don't care. You're older. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen more seasons of basketball. Yes. He has more winters. <laughs> he was in the college game. He was in Russia. He was in the DG ABC League. So you've been following the NBA longer than him. Who nominated him as the answer to all questions? <laughs> the answer one day will probably be Donovan. I just don't know in his third year. Donovan? It's Donovan Mitchell, who could play with the second unit and just You're go You're benching out. Donovan? No. But he still plays with the second unit. When the other guys sub out, he stays on the floor. I'm not benching Donovan. We're not st- but it's like, you can put the subs out there with James Harden, and James Harden's going to do his thing, and who's standing in the corner isn't having a big impact on James Harden. James Harden doesn't need other How people about if you're standing on a corner? <laughs> in Winslow, Arizona? I have a statue you, you want, there. You wanted me to be buttoned up. But you wanted me to break down. No, I don't basketball. want you to be buttoned up. That's a no. <laughs> no. I said don't be buttoned up. Alex, didn't I say don't be yes. buttoned up every second of every but then day? You wanted me to break yeah. down who's gonna play well with the backups. Right. That's buttoned up me. No, it's not. It is Did you say buttoned up me? Me. Oh. Don't, listen, I'll say enough weird things. You don't need to hear weird things that aren't there. I'll call you meat if you want. <laughs> Meathead. Uh now, wading into the middle of all of this and really wishing he hadn't, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. Do you think of yourself, Andrew, as buttoned up? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you got to be buttoned up now because you got to tell the folks about uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic and for folks struggling with ED, what you can do for them. Yeah, we've got a new treatment for erectile dysfunction. Um, the word is getting out. We've treated thousands of men. I can officially say we've treated thousands of men all over the country, too, with different clinics um, that have been struggling with ED. They don't know where to turn. They've been struggling with the medication the side effects that come along with the medication. This acoustic wave therapy utilizes an FDA-cleared device, and it's placed on the skin, by the way, not invasive. It's not surgical. It opens up the blood vessels in this part of the body and allows more blood flow. Um, And that's what ED is. It's a lack of blood flow. The clinical studies that have been coming out are nothing short of impressive. Um, Urology Times just recently did a study, 87% success rate. Cambridge came out with one not all that long ago um, that showed actually higher than that. So if you're out there and you're struggling with ED, there's a solution that can restore the spontaneity in your bed in the bedroom. So why hasn't the medication worked? Well, um, I think for some it does work, but their body builds up a tolerance and it stops working. Uh, so they have to take more and more and more of it. Uh, they're dealing with the headaches, the blurred vision, all of the side effects that come along with the pill. They want spontaneity back. They want it to work like it used to in their younger years. That's what we're seeing with these treatments. And typically, by the way, two to three weeks and you're done. Not all that long. If you hustle, maybe by Christmas, maybe a little bit after, 
you could be done with the treatments and feeling the effects. 801-901-8000 is the number to call the Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. And you got a special offer now. We do. Um, we know guys are hesitant and embarrassed. So call us now. We'll do an initial assessment exam. This is an analysis of you by the doctor. We'll also do a blood flow ultrasound. This is pretty cool. It'll tell us if there's any blockages in blood flow and what the real problem is. Um, normally, there's a charge. Call us right now, guys. We'll do it totally free. It's confidential. There's no obligation to do the treatments. Come in and, and you know see what the doctor says about your situation, your medication, what's causing the ED, um, zero cost, zero sales pitch. All right, DJ and PK and Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you. Thanks, guys.